The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Steaks, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Pain free Friday. Pharrell's going out. Minutes on a mahogany. Waxing it up. 100, 200. A bad seed, a broken, and a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad adders, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad bread, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in Midtown Manhattan in New York City. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do that. Oh, my friend, they come around, flat to flat to party. Uh, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, this town's in tatter. My brains are splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be shake it. Ooh. Carver High is in here with me tonight. Carver High, how do you feel on a pain-free Friday? Where do you hurt? Feeling good on a Friday. We're ready to rock here today. Let's do it. Uh, end of the week. Let's have some fun. All right, so um, we got a ton of games tonight. I think you told me eight in the NBA. I'm stoked for that. I've got all the games to talk about. Mavs, Wizards in D.C., in our nation's capital. Mavs should rock there. You would think that number went from four to two. Grizzlies, Sixers, and Philadelphia Hawks, Celtics, in Beantown at the Garden, that number's nine and a half. The Philly number is five and a half against Ja. Pistons, Thunder, and OKC at the Chesapeake, laying 12 and a half. The Thunder at home over the lowly Pistons. Raptors, Pacers, and Naptown Indy laying one. They played a few days ago. You remember that wild 19-point comeback? Rockets, Suns in the desert. Houston laying two and a half. What a win last night for the Rockets in la-la-la-la Lipstick City against the Lakers. With small ball, small lineup, under 6'6", every player. And they lit up the Lakers like a Christmas tree. It was unbelievable. I watched the game. Did you see the game? So let's get into that. Heat, Kings, Sacktown, Golden 1, Kings laying one and a half. No Jimmy Buckets tonight. No Tyler Hero sandwich. He's not playing either. They both banged up. Blazers, Jazz, and Salt Lake Shakers, Utah laying 10 there. College rack tonight. We've got games. Carver High, what is there, only one game that matters? Well, I mean, one game that matters. There's a couple games on the schedule, but we do have Maryland, Illinois tonight. Plenty of Ivy, plenty of Mac, uh, to both Macs, the Mid-American <laughs> and the Metro. So uh, plenty of mid-majors tonight, Scotty. At Harvard and Yale are going to go at it in New Haven. I think I drove through there once. Kent State, Northern Illinois, Penn and Columbia in New York. Davidson VCU is a sweet one in Richmond. That's where my sister lives. Stay away from my sister. Canisius and Ryder Fairfield in Siena, Niagara, Manhattan in Riverdale. Next stop, Riverdale. St. Peter's, Marist tonight, Dartmouth, Brown, Princeton, and Cornell. My buddy's on the Princeton staff, the gunslinger on the coaching staff for the Tigers. That's where I got that sweet T-shirt, Carver High. I bring that out. I pimp that out once in a while when I get a little Princeton juice going. 
Uh, Iona Quinnipiac. I got a buddy that goes there. Kid scored 30 a game in high school. He's got range. Maryland, Illinois, and Champaign-Urbana. South Bama, Troy. Central Michigan, and Shavaloft, Buffalo. How many tonight? Four in the NHL, Carver High? Yes, four tonight in the NHL. Uh, you got the Ducks and Leaves in Toronto. It's going to be a good one at the Scotiabank. Sabres, Rangers are the world's most famous. Right across the street, I could spit and hit the Mecca. Red Wings and Jackets in Columbus. Wild Stars in Dallas. I've been there frequently and caused trouble every time I was there. I jumped naked into a lake there with several women chasing me at a bash with Mafia. Unbelievably. Uh, I got to tell you what's going on. It's a ton of stuff. So why don't we get an update with your boy, Harvard High. Sports Grid News Update. All right, Scotty, the NFL is interested in hiring a VP of sports betting. How about that? The job description per the report focuses on a couple of things, continuing to protect the integrity of the game, advancing the NFL's brand and reputation, driving fan engagement globally, and growing the value of the NFL's data and intellectual property. The Red Sox will reportedly hire bench coach Ron Renneke to be their new manager, according to the Boston Globe. But an official announcement might not happen until MLB announces any sanctions against the team from the cheating investigation. Kentucky coach John Calipari says he has no interest in the Knicks' job despite ties to Leon Rose. Cal has known Rose for over 25 years and says he thinks Rose would be a great hire for the New York Knicks. Tonight's NBA, eight games. Here's what's going on early on. Mavericks minus two road favorites in D.C. The 76ers off a loss in Milwaukee last night. Host Memphis, minus five for Philly. Boston, a nine-and-a-half point favorite at home against the Hawks. Detroit visits OKC. The Thunder, minus 13-and-a-half right now. Toronto looking for 13 in a row. They visit the Pacers, who they stormed back to beat on Wednesday night. Right now, the Raptors, minus one. NCAA tonight, mostly mid-majors around the Ivy and the MAC. Harvard and Yale with the early 5 p.m. Eastern start. Yale, minus five-and-a-half. Davidson visits VCU. VCU minus nine and nine right now. And there's one Big Ten game, and it's a good one. Number nine, Maryland getting three at number 20, Illinois. That's coming up at 8 p.m. Eastern. NHL four games. The Leafs minus 250 host the Ducks. The Sabres at the Garden take on the Rangers, who are minus 180. Red Wings into Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets, minus 330. Minnesota visits Dallas. Stars minus 190. I'm Carver High with a Sports Grid update. You want the edge? Get on the grid. All right, Carver High, I'm stoked to do the show with you as always. And, um, you know, a lot of this stuff going on. I wanted to ask you, are you surprised that uh, the NFL and Roger Goodell or, you know, Troy Vincent or someone didn't reach out to you to be the (laughs) vice president of uh, betting? Like get in that, like that big betting gig, a little six-figure gig down on Park Ave. Well, you would have thought somebody like one of us maybe would be a little qualified for that gig, right? I mean, we got a lot of experience in betting. Scotty, I'm, I'm a little surprised, but not totally surprised. This day had to come, right? They had to eventually embrace sports gambling. They just had to do it. Um, they could hide all they want that it doesn't happen. Eventually, they had to open up to it. They're putting a team in Las Vegas next year. They had to open up to it and... It looks like they're taking steps with this potential VP job. See that New Jersey, $54 million on Super Bowl wagers. Vegas uh, was gigantic this year, as usual. Like somewhere in the neighborhood of $156 million in terms of uh, the money that they hauled in. I mean, it is crazy. Look at year to year. I mean, uh, 19 to 20 is crazy, right? Look at how it went up from 145 mil to 154 mil. And then uh, they profited uh, just gigantic numbers, 18, 7, what have you, 10 last year. So it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, And one thing I wanted to say, uh, Carver High, if you noticed, one thing that didn't get bigger was the Super Bowl party downtown at the event center without me. (laughs) That is your party down there. Uh, Honestly, they probably missed you this year. That's for sure. I mean, what did we average at that party? 5,000? Oh, yeah, that was a big party they had downtown. Huge party. I really thought it was fantastic, all the debauchery and nudity and prostitution and everything else that was going on there. It was an unholy experience for all the civilians. We had a lot of fun. We sure did. I had a blast there, especially two years ago 
when the Eagles took down the Patriots. I had a good night. Your boy, night. Gambling Kenny. <laughs> Gambling Kenny was with me. We took it down that night, baby. It was a lot of fun. Gambling Kenny <laughs> knows how to roll. And plus, he likes playing blackjack with you. Oh, we love a little free bet blackjack. Me so and the, Gambling Kenny. So the sun comes all, up. All hours of the night, we would take care of that. So do you remember watching Ron Renneke? Did you, are you uh, too young for that? Well, no. I mean, he managed the Brewers for a little while, Ron Renneke, right? Right. Uh, look, um, and who knows what's going to happen. Uh, you know, if Pete Abraham from the Boston Globe says that Ron Renneke is going to be the next manager of the Red Sox, I believe it. Um, I know there's been other things out there today that they're still going to interview people. Uh, none of that. Uh, Pete's usually on the spot when it comes to the Red Sox news. So it might not be today. It might, might not be till the middle of next week. But Ron Renneke is uh, going to be the next manager, Scotty. What an inspiring hire, right? Well, I've also heard that they're, yeah, like, I, first of all, I've heard that they're going to, uh, that baseball is going to, you know, slap down their penalty and the Red Sox are going to get hit hard like the uh, Astros did for cheating. Uh, we've already been down this road with everybody around here that the Red Sox fans think that they didn't cheat at all when they won the World Series. And uh, how does my ass sound? And then uh, we already know about uh, the Astros. Did you see the interview AJ Hinch did? Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. It's going to be airing tonight. I I've only seen you know the couple of preview clips that they've put out about it, and um, yeah, I mean he really says nothing to be quite honest with you. But and then when you ask him, uh, does it taint the championship? Um, I don't know. I guess it's something to consider. Uh, really didn't say much, Scotty. To be quite honest with you, uh, just come out and say it. You cheated. It's over. You're done yeah. with anyway. Is he just trying to clean up his image now, Scotty? Is that what this is all about? Him doing these interviews so that next year, when his suspension is over, he gets himself another cushy gig in baseball. Yeah. Good luck with that. Here's what he said. It was so embarrassing. I thought he said uh, when asked about uh, the sign stealing scandal costing him his job, he said, "You know, did they?" Uh, cheat. He said, it's a fair question, uh, yeah. quote, and I think everyone's going to have to draw their own conclusion, end quote. Okay, uh, AJ, what I'll do is draw my own conclusion that you cheated and <laughs> you won't answer any questions. He also said, I hope over time it's proven that uh, I wasn't, uh, you know, putting himself in a position where his achievements would be blemished. Uh, well, but I understand is, the is question. Unfortunately, we opened that door. You sure did, it, Skipper. Is he serious that ho- it won't blemish his achievements? Uh, that, he's suspended for a year. Why do you think they did it, that for it, nothing? It gets better. When asked if, uh, you know, the players, if if cheating or sign-stealing would have helped his players win the series, he said, quote, unfortunately, no one can really answer that question. I can't pinpoint the advantages or what happened or exactly what happened otherwise. Uh, but we did it to ourselves. No, let me clear that up in Portuguese. Knowing all the signals means that's why you hit all those home runs, doubles and dribbles and scored all those runs. Knowing what was coming, it did affect the World Series. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you. 
Because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. on coast to coast on a Friday in Midtown Manhattan in the Renaissance in Versa, fifth floor, styling, overlooking the garden, Carver highs with me. So um, I cut you off there at the end uh, prior to this, and I was saying that uh, this guy must be absolutely, as I like to say, tripping. Uh, your boy A.J. Hinch, first of all, saying, uh, you know, we opened the door. You sure did, Skipper. <laughs> we opened the door. You did it to ourselves. You sure did. I mean, it, it, proven that it wasn't blemishing what they accomplished. In my view, that will never, ever change. That's like saying uh, baseball has been fair to Pete Rose after, right? Like they said, he bet on baseball, bet on his own games, and then kept him out of baseball for the rest of his life, right? So what he did, did that change over time? No, what that did was rotate from commissioner to commissioner, from Giamatti to Seelig to Manfred. That's all that did. What this is, in my view, as fans and as media and as whatever, critics, as, you know, somebody that doesn't even care, if you found out that a team cheated to win the World Series, what, are you going to change your opinion in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20? How long did Rose wait? 30 plus years, right? And They never changed the opinion of him. In fact, in 2015, I think it was, Manfred said that he still didn't like Pete Rose's lifestyle. How funny is that? Like, what is Rob giving out lifestyle advice? Carver High on how people should live or where they should live or where they should go or what they should do with their wallets or free time. Uh, Because, of course, betting is so taboo and Rob is so Christian-like with his lifestyles of the rich and I guess want to be famous. These guys all make way too much money, these commissioners in sports. And him giving out advice on how Pete Rose should live or the fact that they're not penalizing any players for cheating in a World Series or the fact that they will give Houston and Boston those World Series rings and titles is laughable. It's disgusting. And the Dodgers deserve that title. I'm sick of hearing it. Boston acts like they didn't do anything wrong. All they're mad about this week is Mookie Betts, Garber High. They should take a a look at their own manager and the cheating. He brought the cheating from Houston to Boston, and they implemented the exact same strategy to steal signs in the World Series that they won. Yeah, and and the team that really ends up on the short end is the Dodgers, right? Because they lost to both of those. And the Yankees. And the Yankees lost to both. Yankees lost to the Astros in the ALCS. And then in the ALDS to the uh, Red Sox the following year. So the Yankees and the Dodgers have the biggest complaint here. Uh, Look, um, they got to calm down up there. We know what the real deal is here. They're never going to take these titles away or any of that. But all of us, Scotty, we will always know what the real story is here. And whether this guy wants to run around and do interviews or anybody in Boston wants to complain about it, we know what happened. You guys cheated. And that's the end of the story. That's it. So uh, he did this interview. It's going to air tonight. And he's defending his players. Of course he is. Because they all hit 400 in the series. They knew what pitch was coming. Are you kidding me? This is, uh, it's disgusting. I don't even want to listen to it. Have a sandwich, bro. You're kidding yourself. Defending your players. And over time, nothing's going to change. Anyone that hires that guy must be an asshat. Who in their right mind at this point, would hire the guy that uh, cheated. What's next? Uh, Shoeless Joe's coming back? I mean, honestly, uh, this. Uh, what's next? You know what they'll do? They'll give this guy a TV show. How about, I'll bet my life he's on ESPN uh, doing analyst gig within, what, two months? Uh, two months he'll have a job in, in television. I guarantee it. 
It makes me sick to my stomach. In fact, it, Scott, it's, 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 for me, it's kind of funnier that they cleared him of this. Right. Like, it makes it worse for him because if there's one thing, if he's involved with this and he's the ringleader, right. and they say, you know what, he'd come out and say, I made a mistake, it was stupid, it was wrong, I shouldn't have done that. But the fact that you're the manager, you're supposed to know everything going on with that team, and you didn't know they're cheating as they're banging out garbage cans, means you have no clue what's going on in your own, you know, your own locker room. Oh, it, so, you? wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so, he's saying he knew nothing of it, and then that's the same thing as uh, trying to sell me that Rick Pitino didn't know that they had hookers and blow down at the recruiting parties at Louisville. We didn't know anything that was going on as we were signing six, nine monsters, five-star blue chippers to play at Louisville. I knew nothing of the sort. Women, parties, drinking, drugs, prostitution. Far be it for me. All I do is have relations with women that aren't my wife at Italian restaurants. Right, every home game, 10 feet away from you, this garbage pail is banging, but you have no idea what's going on or wondering why that's happening. Yeah, listen, thanks, liar face. I'm not listening to you. I don't care what you do. Go do television. Uh, Go do, you know, you can call games, give everybody advice. At least we'll know one thing. You'll know what the signs are when you're calling a game. Robert, how do you think he'll do a good job as an analyst when he's uh, tipping pitches from the broadcast booth now? <laughs> yeah, he he's tipped them everywhere else and denied it. Are you kidding me, dude? What's next? He, I bet he works in, on the side on weekends for Mattress Mac. <laughs> <laughs> very, very possible. Very possible. Oh, he's gonna, you know he'll be in broadcasting. He's got, he'll, he'll absolutely be involved in that. This is all part of the process. What he's doing right here. So have fun. All right, listen, Enough with these guys. Let's talk about what really matters. The Rockets last night. Unbelievable. I got to tell you, there were several things that I noticed about that game last night. I got to tell you. Uh, one of which was I thought Covington played great, right? So, uh, you know, I thought last night this guy came in and, you know, not only he gave him great defense, in my view, he scored 14 and, you know, he was able to uh, hit some threes. The guy has never been uh, shy at, 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 you know, throwing it up to the rack. But I love the productivity you get from a guy in his first game. 14, he hit four threes in the game. He had eight boards, six offensive, two on the offensive glass. He got a huge rebound late in traffic kicked it back out, set the offense back up, get a fresh shot clock. That's what they got him for. Four dimes, two steals, two blocks. He blocks two shots, steals a couple. The guy did everything right. If they got 30 minutes of burn out of him every night in 14, 8, 4, 2, 2, I mean, that is like, he's their new lover is what he is. And then look, if Tucker has a night where he hits three threes from the deep corner down in the well, that's what he does. He stands in the corner and jacks threes. Kind of like what I do. And House gives you two threes, double figures. He had 13. Westbrook goes off for 41. Anytime a guy in your lineup at any capacity drops 41 on 17 to 28 shooting, you know, my guess is you're winning that game. That's a W. And you get two guys doing it, forget about it. And then you get six guys Carver High and double figures because they got Gordon, Trey Pop, five threes. Those are the only five shots he hit in the game were all bombs. And then you get Harden hitting one. He was off when it was six from downtown, but 14, seven, and seven with two steals. Six guys in double figures. They kicked the Lakers' ass at Staples. Huge statement for me, Carver High, not only because they did it, but because now I know that the Clippers and the Rockets can beat the Lakers. The Lakers are overrated. Everyone's already handed them a crown, and they've done nothing. Yeah, I think it was very telling last night watching that game, and you see the Rockets take over in the second half. It was tied at the half, I believe it was, or right in that area, and the Rockets take over in the second half. And Everybody kind of got on them for this. You know, they're going to go with this small ball lineup. They send Capella out of town. Here, here comes Covington. And, and for me, Scotty, maybe this will work. I mean, we've seen the Rockets every year never get it done in the playoffs. Okay, now this year it's going to be a different team. You're going to have Westbrook involved. You're going to have Covington involved. Let's see what they do. They're going to try run this small ball lineup out there and get things done every night. Uh, do you think the Lakers still maybe? I know it's been a couple weeks now. They've played a couple games. Are we still talking hangover here in the city of Los Angeles with everything that's going on with Kobe? Is that something to maybe still look at with this team? I got to tell you, I mean, I guess it's uh, a, you know, it's feasible that, uh, you know, last Friday they got cooked by Dame. He lit him up and, and Portland beat him. 
and now they've lost uh, this game. But, um, you know, I don't know, 32 for AD and, and 13 boards. He did his normal. What happened last night, in my view to them, was they had this gigantic size advantage, and they didn't capitalize on it. Howard barely played. He played four minutes, had one board. So he obviously didn't have it. Five points. He sat down. And then JaVale McGee, he did nothing. Five boards, four points, two of six, all inside. He shot a three, which was like, what is he doing shooting threes? I don't even want to see that. But they got productivity out of Bradley, which they normally don't get. And I thought LeBron had an off night. One of eight from downtown. He only had 18. Uh, But I loved his nine and 15. He had nine boards and 15 dimes. I'll take that every day. But the fact of the matter is Caruso gave him double figures, nobody else. So they had five guys in double figures, but not the right five guys. And they didn't take advantage of their tremendous size. Davis was the only one doing any yeoman's work in a block. That's all there is to it. So Houston went small and fast, and they agitated, I felt, Davis and McGee with their hands. So whenever they gave it to the bigs, there was a lot of fast stealing hands in there trying to grab from the cookie jar. And I thought they messed with him, Carver High, in the block with quick hands and aggressive traps. And they attacked the ball. The minute it went inside, they had all these guys attacking the ball. Any loose balls they got, and they uh, ran in transition and shot threes. They didn't run and shoot layups. They ran, kicked it, and shot threes and made them. Yeah, and it worked last night. There's no doubt about it. But I ask you this. Will it work four out of seven times if they play in the spring? That is the real question. Can well, they do that four times to them? I won't deny that that's a problem. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like that uh, couldn't be an issue. Look, I've said this over and over. Uh, I like the Lakers. I'm not a- against the Lakers. But I think that handing them a crown on you know February 7th is ridiculous. Especially and, with the way they've been playing. Yeah, you, you just, <laughs> Especially they, with the way they've been playing. They play till the second week of April, and then the playoffs start, and it goes to you know mid-June. So uh, I know that the Clippers can beat them. I know the Rockets can beat them. I haven't really seen anybody else. I want to see what you know, Milwaukee does against them, what Miami does against them. Uh, it, there's so much to see still. Denver, what could they do against them with Jokic and company? Honestly. And then... Uh, Dallas, if the zinger's going well with Doncic. So there's a ton of things to see instead of crowning people right now. Carver High and Pharrell, coast to coast. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Time now. I think I might have caught something from Keith. Come on. I love the Stones, Carver High. I've only seen them about 20 times. Uh, just so you know, um, you get uh, coast to coast every day, four to six Eastern, right here on Sports Grid. And then how about this? Best of coast to coast on Saturday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. for the late night crowd. And then best of coast to coast Sunday at 2 to 4 a.m. Now, all the shows that I do, Coast to Coast and in-game live from 7 to 9 Eastern, Monday through Friday, are on the Fantasy Sports Network and Fantasy Sports Radio. Both of those have apps. Click listen live and you're styling. Also, uh, my podcast that's new this week, another episode drops today, Pharrell on the Bench. It's on iTunes. Uh, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available. It's badass. You're going to love it. It runs at midnight and 5 a.m. on Fantasy Sports Network and Fantasy Sports Radio and the apps. And then it runs again Saturday from 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. Now, I'm guessing that's five straight hours of Pharrell on the bench, which is a lot like uh, taking heat from your wife 
for five straight hours, but I think they're going to play a different one every day, like, you know, the five days of the week that we do, and then each hour will be a different one. So you're going to be set up, stoked. I did want to say one thing. Uh, tonight from 7 to 9 Eastern, my boy Gabe Morenci will be hosting Endgame Live. As you know, Carver High, you'll be on the show. Mafia will be on the show. Everyone's going to be on the show. But I will not be on the show because I have to go to the Aeropuerte to get on that jumbo jet airliner and fly to Florida for my dear friend, one of my best friends in life, John Boy Inc., my friend John Nevins, Captain Thunder, died last Saturday in a skiing accident in the Appalachians, and I'm flying to Florida tonight to bury my dear friend tomorrow, which is devastating for his family and devastating for myself and my family and all of my friends that are friends with John. And so I'm leaving right after this show to go to the airport. I'm hoping to have a Carver High dinner at the airport. I had already a little appetizer here at Versa, but I'm hoping to have dinner at the airport, a nice, delicious, cold meal for $150. Yeah, that you're going to drop a lot. You're going to have a little meal over there at Newark. You're going to be in trouble. You're, you better bring, bring the wallet with you for that one. They, they get you over there when you're waiting for that flight. So How about the breakfast we have? We have breakfast there, and it's, uh, yeah. it's $200. All right, they, what, what was the one time we went? Me and you were going out to Vegas, and I think they charged you 7 bucks for butter, right? Yeah, 7 for, for butter. Yeah, it's a little extra butter for that bagel that you got. They, Seven and bucks, right? The on the syrup tab. was five, and I said, yeah. I'll just use the butter. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need uh, the maple syrup, honey. Thanks. But now I found a great place in there, that Garden City Diner in there. I'll be styling at that place. It's relatively uh, inexpensive. It's the only secret of that airport. Don't tell anyone ever. <laughs> that gate went away. Don't shut. Don't say it. I'm not saying anything. Daddy. Shut up. Won't even be able to get a table at this rate, Carver High. All right, so um, Sixers last night. And Bucks, uh, we talked about it all night with KW on Coast to Coast and in-game live. I was on the Bucks laying the nine spot, and they got it done with some primo shooting late, hitting the deep ball, Middleton and company. You and I were texting during that game. A lot of things happened last night. That cover happened, and also the Kucherov Malkin prop. What a hit that was. Huh? I mean, and I even called it the empty you netter. Said it, you said it during in-game live. You said, maybe you know, maybe you'll get the empty netter for you. I said, I'll take anything I can get. We had Malkin and Kucherov to score in that Penguin Lightning game. We needed both of them to score. It was plus 640 at FanDuel. It was a winner. Hey, Kucherov with the empty netter uh, gave us a big one. And we had Middleton over the two and a half threes, which he hit a couple of them late. So... That was a couple good ones we had last night. Well, what did you think of uh, Giannis with the 36, 20, and 6 dimes? He went off on Philadelphia in Brewtown. The guy was sickening. Uh, 13 of 25 from the floor, 1 of 7 from downtown, 9 of 12 from the line, 20 boards, 17 defensive boards, 3 putbacks, 6 dimes, a steal, no blocks, but 36, 20, and 6. You got to be kidding me. And then Middleton gives you 20 hit. Three threes. Matthews hit a couple of threes. Lopez, the big fella, hit a couple of threes. Corver hit a three. They get everybody roasting the Sixers in that game last night. They are tough, and they covered the fat number just like I knew they would. Yeah, and the Sixers, as we know, it's been well documented. They stink on the road, Scotty. I mean, you just can't. You don't really want to be involved with the 76ers when they're on a road game, especially when they're playing a team like Milwaukee. We thought on in-game that maybe the nine would be a little bit too much. Ended up being just fine. No issues there. I'll be interested to see them tonight on a back-to-back going home to play a Memphis team that's been playing pretty well. And they whacked Dallas the other night. So Memphis has done a real nice job lately. They're going into Philly tonight. Philly didn't, you know, had a tough end of that game in Milwaukee. Very interested to see the Grizz tonight in Philadelphia. I got to tell you, the one thing that I said last night on Coast to Coast was uh, the guy they need to get more productivity from on a nightly basis and, you know, shooting more getting more looks, getting involved more offensively and putting it in the uh, the bucket is Tobias Harris. And he did that last night. He had 25, 10 to 23 from the floor. Now, that's the kind of shooting I want to see from him. You know, 20 to 25 shots. He needs to get going, get lubed up and, and score. He hit five threes in the game. He had seven boards, four dimes to steal. I thought it was one of his best games of the year on 38 minutes of work. And um, they need more of that from him for sure. Uh, Embiid had 19, 11, and 6. 
It wasn't bad, but he shot so poorly, 6 of 26 from the floor. He did hit three threes, but nobody else did anything. Horford had, you know, 15. He hit five threes. So, you know, people doubting his contract and doubting his ability, you're crazy. His 15 could easily be 22, 23. Uh, If he gets anything inside, he didn't. So, I mean, the bottom line is, uh, overall, uh, they got worked on the board, 60 to 50. You're not going to win games in Milwaukee getting out-rebounded, getting out-shot. You got Milwaukee shooting, you know, 46% from the floor, 32% from downtown. And then you got Philly, 37%. Uh, in the game, 42% from downtown. The thing I think that really roasted them was the 8 of 14 from the line. They shot 57% from the line. And, you know, Milwaukee wasn't much better, but they were 10 percentage points better, 66% from the line. They had 12 of 18. They went to the line a few more times. So they got it done, and that's the bottom line. And they are still the toast of the East, and that's all there is to it. Do you think that with Iguodala that the Heat will actually be higher up in terms of uh, their status in the East, because I'm not buying Iggy until I see it. He sat out a long time. I say he's got no cardio. He's got rust. He was great five years ago in 2015 MVP at the finals. I'm not buying it until I see it. I won't deny the guy can play at both ends of the floor, but they gave him a boatload of money, Carver High, and I don't think he's played, and I don't think he deserves it. Yeah, and you know what? You looked at him at the end of that playoff last year for the Warriors, and I know there was a lot more put on him with all the injuries that they had, no Durant, et cetera, et cetera. But in that final against Toronto, Scotty, didn't he look washed? I mean, he didn't look good at all in that final. I thought it was kind of beginning of the end. Now, he did. He hasn't played yet this year, so he's had a couple of months off, been resting, just going to play the second half of the season. Maybe that helps out, but I'm with you. It's a little bit of wait and see for me with Iguodala. Now you got Butler hurt, Hero hurt. I, I, I'm not ready to put the Miami Heat, you know, up there in the next leg of the Eastern Conference behind Milwaukee. I think Boston is still there. I think Toronto is still there. A little bit longer now for Miami. I got to see it, Scotty. All right, so uh, did you see the uh, all-star oh, roster? I here? sure did. Um, and I thought, you know, it was a great night for Milwaukee all around, for Giannis and everybody, except maybe in this draft that he did. I mean, you see this, <laughs> the difference in these two teams, Scotty? I mean, honestly, what was Giannis doing here last night? Uh, LeBron ends up with, uh, obviously himself, A.D., Kawhi, Doncic and James Harden as the starters. And Dame time. And he's got Dame and Simmons and Jokic and Tatum, Westbrook, Paul. Uh, look at the difference in these two rosters. Now, look, um, you know, it's not, they're all good players. That's obviously, we know that. They're all stars. But there is a major difference in the talent here, Scotty. Well, yes so or no? Giannis's team has uh, Embiid, Siakam, Kemba, Trey Young. Middleton, Adebayo, Rudy Gobert in the middle, swinging uh, the big long arms, Jimmy Buckets, Lowry, Ingram, and Spider Mitchell. I actually, you know, I know that everybody's overreacting to this and saying that it's, you know, his team isn't as good. You like the Giannis team, huh? I do. You like the Giannis? You know what the Giannis team is? I really do. I guess Ben Simmons can't shoot. It's more of like those... The younger guys in the league, like the, maybe the, the stars to be, whereas you look at the LeBron team, and it's a lot of guys that are more established, the Hardens, the Westbrooks, the Pauls, et cetera. Or washed. Or you want to say washed? You could say washed. You got more of the younger guard, the newer guard of the, MV, of the NBA sitting on that team because, you know, I love Trey Young. Siakam's been a breakout star this year. Embiid is a younger player. You know, there's a lot of guys. Donovan Mitchell. So you maybe you got something here with the Giannis angle. Listen, Embiid, Siakam, and you know Adebayo, Gobert, those guys are huge. <laughs> I think they're going to have all kinds of activity in the paint and so, low blocks inside the elbows, and then you know outside Kemba, Trey, buckets, Lowry can drive, Ingram can finish. Spida is exciting. I think no one's giving any love to this team, Giannis. So what you're saying is at the end of next week when we start talking about the line for this game next weekend, because you know we're going to bet on it and talk about it, that you're going to be leaning toward Giannis. I'm going to have to. I mean, why not? Because everybody else is so automatic on uh, LeBron's team. Screw them. I'm going the other way. All right, uh, college rack we'll talk about. And by the way, Butler and Hero out tonight. XFL. And a little XFL. UFC 247. Mafia's got the inside skinny on who's going to win those fights. 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Pharrell Coast to Coast, styling with Carver High in Midtown Manhattan, in the middle of it all, right next to the garden, and there's always action over there, you know that, right? So, uh, Calipari not interested in the Nick job. Haven't we been down this road before with this guy in the NBA with the Nets uh, back in the day over in Jersey, right? And that did not go well. He needs to just uh, stay where he is. He's got the greatest gig in the world, Carver High, in Lexington. He's never leaving that job. Um, why would he ever leave? The guy makes infinite amounts of money. He prints it in his basement underneath his office there in Lexington. Like, why would you ever leave that job? He gets every kid he ever wants to go play there. I get he doesn't win all that. He's only won one national title there. So that's probably starting. I don't think that'll ever become a problem in Kentucky. I know that they're crazy there. Do you think they're ever going to get mad if Calipari doesn't win another title in the next five years? They want somebody else coaching the team? He's going nowhere. He makes tons of money. Why does he want to go deal with the NBA again? Nothing to do with it. I don't care how tight he is with the guy Rose. He doesn't want to go coach in the NBA. Come on. The guy Rose, meaning Leon Rose, who's allegedly going to be the new Oh, they're all tight. They're friends. They've known each other for 25 years. So once he, you know, the reports that he got the job yesterday, that's still not official as we know. But once those reports came out, immediately it was, he's going to go get Calipari to coach the team because he's friends with him and known him for 25 years. He's not leaving Lexington, Kentucky to go coach the Knicks. Come on. on. Yeah, well, listen, I'll tell you one thing, Um, you know, they got more problems than that. And I think, like, trying to fish around to see if he'll come coach the Knicks, uh, I don't see that happening either. But you never know. I mean, the guy is friends with him. I don't believe anything really that comes out of Calipari's mouth. And I will say this. If he loses, believe me, which he never does, but if he loses at Kentucky, they will move on. They have done it in the past. They will do it again. I don't believe that that is a lifetime deal for him there. Because everyone that's ever been there, eventually uh, they made a change. And that's how they got to him, right? And so... They never had anybody like him. I, I mean, I, I get it. I'm not talking back in the day. With, <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm not, I was I'm, not say. Talking, I'm not talking about the, you know, way back in the, you know, way, 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 way back. I'm not talking about Rump. I'm not going that far back. I'm talking about now. Who else are you getting to coach this team other than this guy? Every year, 30 wins, 26 wins, 32 wins, 27 wins, 38 wins. Uh, guys in the Elite Eight, Elite Eight, Final Four, Sweet 16... He's every year he's there. How much better are you going to do? I don't doubt. I don't doubt his uh, what he's accomplished there. Uh, I also believe that um, my dog could coach that team every year with the recruits that they get. They are a loaded gun every year with talent. That's all there is to it. They got guys like Darren Fox going through there faster than every kid in college basketball. He goes there and lights it up and look what he's doing in the NBA. Every kid that goes there ends up in the NBA. It's a factory. Uh, it's a badass program, and I believe a lot of guys could actually coach there and do very well. If you have coaching skill and you're good at what you do, you could coach at Kentucky. Same thing. I think all these people believe that Duke only wins because of Shashevsky. I think they win because he's a great coach that learned everything from Bob Knight, and he's made it even further than Knight because of the talent that he gets. Bob Knight only got that talent at Indiana like at that level in the 70s when he had, you know, Benson, May, and, and all the rest. And he won two national titles with those guys. But after the fact, after that, like the best player he ever got, they won a title with Steve Alford, right, out of Indiana. So the bottom line is he had guys like Daryl Thomas and Keith Smart. Keith Smart was a Juco transfer. So here's the deal. He had guys like Ricky Calloway on that team. He was nobody. Uh, but he made a tip-in against LSU and Cincinnati to get him to the Final Four on Bourbon Street. I'll tell you that much. So, Krzyzewski's had way better talent than Bob Knight ever had. And he got it all at Duke because they do the same thing Kentucky does. So, I believe any – you don't think that Beard, the guy at Texas Tech, could win at Lexington or in uh, Durham? There are so many good coaches that could win there with that kind of talent. I mean, if you have talent at that level, uh, honestly, my daughter could coach him. 
I mean, honestly, they just play ball. They play ball at a higher level than their competition. That's all there is to it. I mean, Kentucky has been extremely lucky. I mean, you're talking about John Calipari, Rick Pitino. You're talking about guys that they have had for the Tubby. last 25, 30 years. I mean, you're talking the top of the top of coaches. There was absolutely no reason why they should ever want to get rid of John Calipari. He's a different class. He gets the kids in there that are sure they're one and dones. I get that, but that's the way the game is played now. He gets them and they do. They win 30-plus games every year. Why would you ever want to get rid of that guy? Ever. Do you get sick of watching him on uh, national television and I, in the tournament, or do you appreciate him? I actually like Calipari. Now, most, I of, do these, too. most of these college coaches, to be quite honest with you, they're like used car salesmen. Uh, you could just tell some of them are a little slimy. Like, I, I don't really. I think, slimy. I think some of them are a little fake. I, I honestly do. I think that some of them are not genuine. I actually think Calipari kind of tells it like it is, and I like that about him. He, he speaks his mind. Something about a kid. Something about an issue that involving college basketball. He doesn't hide behind anything. He goes right out and throws it on the table. And there's a lot of guys around college basketball who don't do that. Bill Self, uh, even Shevsky. There's other guy, Roy Williams. You know, these guys aren't as forthcoming as Calipari is. I like that about Calipari. I do, too. Now, listen, I know a guy that that worked for him, right? He was his strength coach for all of his uh, years, uh, and including in the NBA with the Nets, right? He was with him uh, in several of his stops in college and then into the NBA, and then he went back to college, right? So um, the stories that this guy tells me about Calipari are just fantastic, and that he's driven... uh, like beyond like what you could even fathom in terms of expectations and the realm of what he's capable of. He goes way over that level. He is doing things that, you know, guys can't do uh, as a coach. And he, he tries things. I love his style. I love how he gets in the minds of the players and, and makes them play at a different level, play better, bigger, stronger, faster, work harder. Uh, he always, uh, is apologetic about the fact that when you go to Kentucky, you're in the bubble. And every single game is a NCAA tournament game. Every night, they want to chop your head off. Every night, no matter where you go, home, road, everyone wants to beat you. And the media is all over them. And these are freshmen because he's one and done city. When you go there, it's one and done city. So he's just turning and burning kids, 18 years old, and making them go that deep into the NCAA tournament is insanity. And he practices at another level. He's critical at another level. He's intense at another level. And um, the guy that I know that worked for him is fascinated by him and was just completely rolled over for him and intrigued by being a part of it and seeing it unfold. It was a lot like when I was at Indiana being around Bob Knight for five years. If you're exposed to that, it does something to you. I can guarantee you being around Bob Knight did something to me. Gave me a foul mouth is what it did. I'm just lucky I haven't been on here cussing for the last week. A huge accomplishment for me, Carmen. It has been a huge accomplishment for you. You haven't even come close once, really. I mean, there's don't even you, tempt me. You come close. You haven't even done that yet. So that's a good start for the first week Let's and just a half. Pray to God that that doesn't happen. It's very important <laughs> that we go to a higher power to stay focused and not go into that world. It's seedy <laughs> underworld. All right. So um, college basketball tonight. Uh, any of these games intrigue you? How about Davidson VCU? Do you like that one, or is it? The only one that you're going to get into, maybe Harvard, Yale, or are you just doing Maryland, Illinois tonight? Does anything excite you? Because there's really not that many games. The really good games are all tomorrow on a Saturday per usual Carver High. Yeah, Harvard, Yale usually does kind of excite me. It's on at 5 o'clock Eastern today. Um, Yale has been excellent. I think that they've covered like 12 out of 13 games or 11 out of 12, something crazy like that. So I kind of like Yale tonight, Scotty, to get involved and beat Harvard, the big rivalry in the Ivy. The Davidson matchup doesn't do much for me. I think Davidson stinks this year. Uh, VCU should run them out of their own gym. All right, so uh, just so you know, uh, when we get into hour number two of Coast to Coast, we're going to hit a ton of these games on Saturday, but just some of them. Kansas TCU is in Fort Worth, Miami, Florida State, and Tala. <laughs> LSU, Auburn down at Auburn, Michigan State, Michigan in uh, Ann Arbor at Chrysler, DePaul, Georgetown in D.C., D.C., Vatek in Blacksburg, SMU's at Temple. I mean, these games just go on and on. Rhode Island at GW, Kentucky in Knoxville tomorrow against the uh, Vols at, at Thompson Bowling, 
And then um, A&M, South Carolina, Frank Martin has conniptions. St. Louis, Dayton, West Virginia's and Oklahoma's are an upset in the making there. Sooners have, uh, you know, they're over 500, but they're under 500 in the conference. Uh, Purdue, Indiana, the Hoosier going to be doing it at Assembly Hall, Bloomington, Indiana. Dodd Fisher, Lockwood, Black Skirvin from Assembly Hall, Bloomington, Indiana. That's the Boilers and Hoosiers at 30 on the Indiana University Basketball Network. <laughs> <laughs> Get that in. Florida Ole Miss. I love Don Fisher, by the way. He was a, just an absolute icon there. Georgia Tech and Pitt are rambling and pandered into Steel City. Going to be going at it. Richmond and Fordham. That's in the Bronx, kid. Don't mess with me. You want to get a parking spot, call my cousin. He knows a guy over there in the Bronx. Uh, what else we got? How about Hall and Nova? Mafia. Is the Hall going to go to Philadelphia and dance with Nova and the sharp-dressed man, your boy Jay Wright? Yeah, I think so. They're back at full strength. They got all their pieces there. They're finding themselves together. They bounce back this week in Georgetown. I think they're going to go and take care of Nova. All right, uh, Virginia, Louisville. Robert High, I wish we could go to some of those stripper parties down in Louisville. Those recruiter stripper Patino, parties are Patino awesome. Patino did a nice job with those. Free eight balls for everybody. In there. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, Penn State, and Miserable Valley. Texas Tech in Texas. In Austin. Austin rocks. What is it? Third Street. Good music. Smoke show hotties. Great That's music. all that matters. Great music in Austin. I don't care about anything else. Smoke show hotties. Yeah, that's uh, important. It's true, right? I'm just looking at the other games. There's only 7 million games. Sean G is going to give us the skinny on all of these games. I'm going to force uh, him to predict every single game in college tomorrow, <laughs> including schools you've never heard of. Pharrell saw State's game with Lipscomb. That may be the first one I throw at him. We're going to hit all of tonight's games in college, all of tonight's NBA games, all of tonight's NHL. There's only four. But Carver High continuously ripping off prop winners. He's 87-3 and in eight days of betting on SportsGrid. He's a beautiful human being. Hour number two coming up, coast to coast. Yeah, baby. Come on, get some. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 